things have to get better eventually, right? Right? But this weekend wasn't eventually. On Sunday, the Royals blew a six-run lead in the eighth inning and lost the game. That capped off a weekend in which the Minnesota Twins came into Kauffman Stadium and swept the Royals. Where do they go from here? Find out in the Lockdown Royals podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Kansas City Royals being swept by the Minnesota Twins. What does that mean? Where are they standing right now? And what's to come for Kansas City? And just commiserate in the misery of a massively blown lead against Minnesota. On Friday, we talked about how, you know, the, the team start needs to start calling up young guys and focus more on player development. Uh, yeah, that got crystallized. That got crystal clear, so to say, over the weekend. The Royals have not won a baseball game in four tries. In their last 10 games, they are three and seven. They're 10 and a half games back of the division, and it's May 23rd. They're 14 and 28 overall. The wild card now, which includes an additional team. So there's three wild card spots to go along with the three divisional spots. Yeah, the Royals are the worst team in the American League, and they are seven and a half games out of a wild card spot. That's unacceptable. To put that into perspective, there were a lot of baseball fans, even in Kansas City, even in Kansas City, where you know, the Royals have only been to the playoffs twice in my lifetime, who were against playoff expansion, who said, oh, it's just like the NBA now. Oh, too many teams make it in. Oh, it's a participation trophy. Yeah, well, guess what? Your organization can't get within seven and a half games of that participation trophy 40 games into the year. Before Memorial Day, your organization can't stay within seven and a half games of that quote-unquote participation trophy. And I hate to see what that record's going to be like at Memorial Day. I hate to see what that record will be in a week. Memorial Day's in a week. What happens leading up to it? You play a Diamondbacks team, which is one game below 500, twice, Monday, Tuesday. You have an off day Wednesday. You play the Twins three straight times at Target Field. Yeah, things aren't going to go good. I should say four straight times at Target Field. Things aren't going to go good. By Monday, this team could be double-digit games out of the wild card. And in fact, they should be applauded if they're not double-digit games out of the playoffs. Before Memorial Day, when more teams make the postseason than ever before. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating because the Royals don't have a plan. It feels the same way in Detroit, I imagine. Because Oakland has a plan. Their plans to be terrible, and they're still better than both Detroit and Kansas City. 
Baltimore has a plan. Their plans will be terrible. And they're still leaps and bounds better than Detroit and Kansas City. And just called up their top prospect. So, so their top guy, Adley Rushman, they manipulated his service time. And uh, unless he somehow finishes, you know, top two in AL Rookie of the Year voting, he's going to get, you know, th- this year's going to be a, a scot free year for Baltimore. They're not going to waste a year of control uh, on Adley Rushman for 40 games of misery. And folks, I got a, I got a uh, huge revelation for you. I don't don't buy into anything this organization says. Don't buy into uh, the whole idea that this is a new ownership group and they're gonna they're gonna go out and spend money now. They're not like David Glass. They're not like the Glass family. They're gonna go spend money. No, they're not. Mahomes is great. You know, Sherman's great, and Dayton Moore's a great guy. Listen, they won't pay Carlos Santana to go away, folks. When it's abundantly clear that Carlos Santana is just dragging down this lineup and adds literally no value to the clubhouse, to the lineup, to anything at 36 years old and is in no way, shape or form a part of this future. And you can't split split with 12 to $17 million. You can't split with that. He's on a two year deal worth $17 million total. Break that down to his per year. And you can find out how much it costs to make Carlos Santana go away and play even Hunter Dozier. Don't even swing for the fences. Don't even don't even pipe dream about Nick, Nick Prado or about Vinny or anybody else. Just even Hunter Dozier would be better. But why do they continue to put him in the lineup? Oh, because we pay him to play first base, according to Mike Matheny. We pay him to play first base. You pay him peanuts. In baseball, $10, $12 million, even 17 is peanuts peanuts and they can't pay that from to go away and, and focus on player development they're hindering the young young players in this lineup they're hindering what they can do even putting Salvador Perez at first and having Andrew Melinda's catch whenever Salvador Perez is healthy would be better than having Carlos Santana consistently in the lineup or opening the DH spot to have to have Perez at DH there's so many different ways you can use that roster spot than Carlos Santana that it shows you this organization is not a serious organization. They're not a serious competitive organization. They don't have competitive drive. They don't have competitive fire. They do not care. They want their downtown stadium. Uh, they want to look like good people and and, and build uh, you know relationships with the community. But they don't care about winning baseball games. They don't have a competitive drive to win baseball games. They have a competitive drive to do other things. And you can view that in, sure, those things that they're doing in the community, much more important than baseball. Absolutely. I'm just telling you from a baseball fan standpoint, they don't care about winning baseball games. So I got news for you. You better enjoy these six years. These next six years of Bobby Witt Jr., you better enjoy. Because I guarantee you, if they cannot pay $12 million to get rid of Carlos Santana, if they cannot pay his salary, the AAV of $8 million, I'm giving them way too much credit. The AAV, according to Fangraphs, is $8 million. If they cannot pay $8 million to make him go away for the rest of the year, they're not going to shell out $400 million to keep Bobby Witt Jr. around. So you better enjoy these six years. And if you bought, if you were silly enough to go, and I'm going to tell you to spend your money, but if you bought a $500 Bobby Witt Jr. jersey from the team shop, you better wear that every single day this summer and next summer and the summer after that and for the following six summers because it's going to be useless in six years, if they cannot pay eight 
million dollars to Carlos Santana. They cannot pay four hundred plus million dollars to Bobby Witt Jr. if he becomes the superstar that you think he can. And here's the thing: if he stays in Kansas City past six years, it means he sucks. It means he couldn't get a job elsewhere. It means that he went from a highly touted prospect to, you know, Mustakas, who's a good player, solid player, serviceable player, but nothing to write home about. If he becomes that transcendent star that everybody's talking about, and I believe he will, and everyone else believes he will, then you, you got, you know, you got five more years left because this year's over. And this year is completely and totally over. They're going to make their run in September. Um, so go ahead and save September you. I know that there's a version of you yourself is sitting here right now listening. And in September, you're going to come back to this podcast, uh, write reviews, write comments, whatever, save it. I know. I know they're going to make a run in September. They're going to win 10 trade games in September. Uh, they're going to sell you and they're going to compete. They're not. They do this for the past five years. They're not going to. They're no closer to winning today than they were in 2017. In fact, they're further behind after an entire rebuild. That should tell you where they're at right now. They have two legitimate pieces in MJ Melendez and Bobby Witt Jr. They have a guy in... Salvador Perez, uh, who is a franchise guy that you keep around forever and can still play at a high level. But let's face it, if we all agree this rebuild is off the tracks and it needs a complete restart, he's 32 years old. It's going to take at least five years at that point to, to get back the ground that you've lost these past five years. So you do, 30, you do 32 plus five, he's 37 by the time this team might be willing to compete. I'm not sure how there aren't more doomsdayers. And, and I, I have to give credit. I'll give credit on the other side. And we'll, we'll talk about that on the other side. I got to give credit to somebody, uh, to a lot of people actually, uh, moving forward. But today's show is brought to you by Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is everything in need. And as you cover this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before to bet on sports, Bet Online is where the game starts. Also, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Gotta tell you, folks, Built Bar is a protein bar, tastes like a candy bar, and I love it. It is fantastic. They sent us these new versions of their of their protein bar. It's called Puffs, and they sent us this birthday cake flavor. And I'm not kidding you. It tastes like I just dipped my hand in a tub of birthday cake icing, but listen to these calories. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, right? And only seven grams of sugar. Sorry about that. 17 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar, 140 calories. It's for you. Go to built.com, promo code lock 15, 15% off of your next order. Built.com, promo code lock 15, 15% off of your next order at built.com. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, thank you for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. Tomorrow, we're going to be back talking about the Diamondbacks game one of their series. But today, we're just venting about a six-run blown lead in the eighth and a sweep against the Twins where they the Royals just out, out there getting swept. So that's not great. So we'll talk all about that um, as well. I do want to say also... Uh, you can go check out the Locked On MLB podcast for the national perspective, the Locked On Chiefs podcast for the Chiefs perspective of things, uh, and we got you covered daily with a ton of different podcasts out there. So make sure you go check all of them out. Let's talk 
right now about who I should give credit to. That was our next topic. Um, I was going to say, I don't know how there are as many doomsdayers out there. Look, I started this podcast uh, in December of 2019. And since then, the only reviews have been how negative uh, and real, I would say realistic, but they would say negative. I've been on the Royals. And you're seeing why. You're seeing why. They're on pace to be a worse team this year than they were last year. And this was the year. This was the almighty year. Oh, we're making the Benatendi trade. We're going all in. We're calling up these young pitchers for this year, for, for 2022 to make the postseason. And 2022 is going to be their worst year yet. They're going to lose over 100 games. They're going to be dreadful. It's a wasted year at Kauffman Stadium. In fact, um, I would implore you to not even go to Kauffman Stadium. Just save your money. Go to St. Joe's. Have, have a fun time with the Chiefs. Uh, save your money. Go to every preseason game. Uh, however many they're going to play in Kansas City this year, probably one uh, out of the three or two out of the three. And then save your money and just put it, put it on layaway. I mean, if, if, if this is your budget to have a fun time with your family or with yourself, put it, put that money on layaway. Go to the Chiefs game in the fall. Don't even show up to Kauffman Stadium. They don't deserve it, although it is probably dirt cheap to go. So that, that would be one encouragement. So the, the, the bottom line is I've got to give credit because I have seen pushback from places like the Kansas City Star, which typically wouldn't dare, wouldn't dare criticize the Royals. Oh, no. And for good reason. I mean, that's just a little secret. The Royals have very watchful eyes. Very watchful eyes. If you if your job depends on the access you get, if your job is based solely on getting access to the Royals, there's a reason why you don't see many of them start to bash or say the obvious thing. Now, other teams, if they're if they're being bad, they'll let their media people say that they're being bad. Other teams don't like that. Other teams will shut that down and lose your access and you get put in bad spots and things like that. So there's reasons why. All right, This is not all on the individual person uh, that hasn't it's been a, shun, a sunshine pumper. I don't need the access. Uh, I can do my job without the access. That's fine. I have access. I'm a media member for the Thunder. I mean, I, I have full access to the Thunder. But again, I don't need it for the Royals. I can do my job without the, without the access to the Royals. So I can say, I can call it like it is. But I have to say, I'm very proud of everybody that covers the Royals this year. I've only seen one person be a mouthpiece for the organization that didn't work for Bali Sports or Kansas City. And, you know, that's just kind of the shtick. Other than that, everybody's calling a spade a spade at this point. And so that's very different. That's very different than the years past. And I think that that should show you this is bad. This is really, really bad. If people are actually now speaking out about how bad the Royals have been and questioning questioning the almighty Dayton Moore, it's bad. But I do got to give credit there. In years past, there's only been me being the dissenting voice. Uh, now we're seeing a lot of other people break out and, and start calling it like it is. So I, I do want to say that on the front end, I'm not sure how they continue to pull the wool over the fans' eyes. I mean, there are some fans who still think they're going to go on this miraculous run and make this season fun. And uh, we're all being too negative and a 40 game, 40 game, 40 game sample size is not big enough. Blah, blah, blah. 
But ultimately, what else can you do? If you're one of those people who think that this show is too negative, write me a comment on YouTube. Tweet at me at rather underscore stop. So you don't want to tweet at me. My DMs are always open. Uh, tweet at Lockdown Royals. How would you do it? You're getting you're getting paid to talk about the Royals every single day. How would you talk about the team whenever they are uh, 14 and 26 and they just blew a six run lead in the eighth inning and nobody's playing particularly well? I love watching Jim Lindis play. I love watching Bobby Wood Jr. play. Uh, that's where the line stops. That's where the line stops. We were supposed to be well past that line. Remember, my preseason, I want you to go back, and if you think I'm too negative, go back and listen to spring training episodes from this year where I was saying, guys, this could be a playoff team. Guys, this could be a team that sneaks in. Guys, this could be a team that makes a run. This could be a team that is able to at least be watchable. And I was going through the lineup and saying, I love watching, you're going to love watching Witt, you're going to love watching Benatendi, you're going to love watching you know, Bobby Witt Jr., Hunter Dozier, blah, 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 blah. It hasn't come to fruition. And I do want to say, Benatendi's been great. Uh, Whitmerfield's kind of heating up a little bit, but Benatendi's been great. Love Benatendi. Um, so he's included in that three-man trio. But Benatendi's a free agent this year uh, after the season's over, and I don't really see a pathway from the state in Kansas City. Uh, in terms of the pitchers, uh, sure, it's been all right watching Zach Greinke, but what does that matter? He's 40 years old. Uh, and then Brady Singer, electric. His two starts, you know, back-to-back, electric. I absolutely love what we've seen from Brady Singer, and you know that I have been beating the drum for him being a Cy Young candidate for a long time. But coming up, let's end the show talking Brady Singer so we can end the show on a high note and then get back tomorrow, hopefully talking about the Royals snapping a four-game losing streak. We're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, but a good friends over at the Locked On MLB Now podcast, which is a nightly recap show of everything happening uh, around baseball and around the sport. So go check it out because I know you can't watch every single game. It's very hard to do. So we do it for you and recap it all with local experts with the boots on the ground. Um, so make sure you check it out. Royals yesterday, they blow the lead. Bullpen was terrible. And you went to your guys. It's not like, um, it's not like, your back-end guy, you know, your front-end guys, however you want to phrase it. It's not like your worst guys did the damage. You went to Scott Barlow. You went to Josh Stalmont. They sucked. They sucked. Brady Singer goes seven innings of four-hit baseball. Seven innings of four-hit baseball. He allowed seven base runners. He struck out three batters. Zero runs allowed. Seven innings of forehead baseball, no walk, no no runs, three walks. Brady Singer is a 1.8 ERA. He left the game after seven after after seven shutout innings with a 6-0 lead. A 6-0 lead. Taylor Clark craps down his leg. Scott Barlow craps down his leg. Josh Stamont can't find the zone. Ball game. Ball game. Minnesota scores five in the eighth, two in the ninth. Ball game. And that's just how it goes. That's what a bad team does. And the Royals are a bad team. The one time the hitting's on track where you score six runs in a game, the one time your starting pitcher dominates is the one time your bullpen fails. 
Then tonight, the bullpen will be electric, and your starter will suck, and your lineup will suck. Then tomorrow, the lineup and bullpen are great, but if it wasn't for that first inning by the starter, they get up seven runs. Oh, shucks. That's the sign of a bad team, and the Royals are a bad team. However, if the Royals are going to be serious about getting this on track, it's not about catching up. It's not about making up seven games. It's not about getting to the playoffs. It's not about having a 10-win run in September. It's about developing young players. It's about developing Brady Singer. It's about developing MJ Melendez. It's about developing Bobby Witt Jr. So focus on doing those things if you're Kansas City. They should never leave the lineup. Of course, Brady Singer, a pitcher, so you know he should never leave the rotation again. Uh, the other two should never leave the lineup. You should call up Nick Prado. You call, call up Vinny. Call up whoever you want to and have them never leave the lineup. Kyle Isbell should never leave the lineup. Shouldn't. Let me know you think on Twitter, at Lockdown Royals. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Let's watch this dreadful baseball team play again today. Uh, luckily, I will say, if you want a break, if you're a Royals fan, every West Coast trip so far has ha- had something going on with it, right? The, the Rockies series was on the weekend, so uh, it was pushed up to you know a, 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 a afternoon game, so you have to stay up until 930. The D-backs is on a Monday and Tuesday night, so they've pushed them up to 640 uh, Central Time which typically, of course, kind of like a 9.30 start time-ish. So something has, has been working for the Royals on the West Coast in terms of time, but we're not staying up till 5 a.m. watching a dreadful baseball team. So follow along on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Styles. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.